the explosive new film, Flynn, Deliver the Truth, Whatever the Cost, exposes secrets behind the government's takedown of General Michael Flynn. Flynn knew what the intel world had been up to. He ordered the first audit of the use of contractors. This set off alarm bells. He told the truth. He was the most dangerous person for Donald Trump to hire. They had to get rid of Flynn. Flynn, Deliver the Truth, Whatever the Cost. Available now. Watch it today. Go to SalemNow.com. SalemNow.com. Prioritizing our love, spiritually speaking, next on Times of Refreshing with Napoleon Kaufman. Paul tells us that for the love of God constrains us. It, it compels us to talk to others about that same love. And that's what we're talking about today, prioritizing our love for others in that God has prioritized his love towards us. Welcome. This is Times of Refreshing with our teacher and pastor, Napoleon Kaufman, from The Well, a Christian community here in Livermore, California. Today, we're taking a look at the love of God and how it was prioritized towards you and I and that how we, in turn, need to prioritize that same love towards others. For more, here's Pastor Napoleon Kaufman with today's program. He says, I'm going to love you with, my, with all my strength, with all of my ability, all that I possess. Physically, I'm going to love you. I'm going to give you my very best. And this is what I believe God is looking for out of the saints of God. When we talk about love and and being willing to give, to express ourselves, who comes first in in our list of priorities? If there is a decision that needs to be made and the children want to go in a different direction than God, what do we do in that moment? When mom wants to go in a different direction than God, what do we do in that moment? When father wants to do, what do we do? Have we said to ourselves, God, I love you and I'm willing to give you everything that I have. And I want to give you my heart, my mind, my will, my emotions, all of my strength. I'm giving all of my love back towards you because you first loved me. This is what God is looking for when he looks at our lives. He wants to know that he comes first in our lives. That he really does come first. And there are times when God will give you an opportunity to to express your loyalty and and to, to declare to God where your priorities lie. This happens often. And in those moments, do we make the right decision? And and with the right decision, realize that this is the way I'm going to express my love towards God. By doing what he wants Instead of what I want, by doing what he wants, instead of what he wants, or she wants, or they want, or he wants. Because how many know we can be pulled in 20 different directions if we allow ourselves? Because everybody's got a need. Everybody thinks they know what you should do with your life. <laughs> everybody knows where you should go. And everybody knows what, and you sit in a room with five people. And every, every, five people have five different, you know, opinions about what you should do. But at some point in time, we have to say, God, you are my priority. And I'm going to give myself first and foremost over to you. That means when it comes to my job. Many people, it's amazing to me how, and I I understand, I worked on Sundays and there were times, but my wife will tell you that during the week, I found a way to get to church. 
If I couldn't make it on Sunday, I was going to do whatever I could to make sure that God knew I was serious. I was going to study at home, but I also knew the value of being in a local church and being covered. If I had to call, call my pastor and have a Bible study because I couldn't be there. I was in Kansas City somewhere playing. Pastor David, you know, what's going on, man? Give me a word. Let me, let's preach. Let me preach to you for about five minutes. There has to be something in us that says, God, you, you, you and your business come first to me in my life. I have a passion for you, God. I'm giving you my heart. I'm giving you my mind, my will, my emotions. I'm giving you my strength. And this is the first commandment. This is the greatest commandment. And he calls it a commandment. That to love God with all that you are. Think about it. Do you really love God with all that you have? And is he really a priority to you? Or do other things take the place and we justify them? We don't want to live like this. We want to say, God, if this is a command, you'll give me the ability to love you. But I have, I'm going to be willing to give you all that I am. People are going to know you. They're going to know, they're going to know you and I by the way in which we love God. And it doesn't just stop with the love of God. We're going to see here, he also says love neighbor, but I I really want to hit this. They're going to know us by our love for God. And we're going to express our love for God by giving him our hearts, our mind, our will, our emotions, our strength, and being obedient to him. This This is the greatest expression. We're saying, God, I don't want what I want. I'm giving myself over to your commands, to the things that you desire. And this is my expression of love. Go to John chapter 14. We're going to look here. I want, to, I want you to see this about God. John, John chapter 14, verse 19 to 24. A little while longer, verse 19, and the world will see me no more, but you will see me. Because I live, you will live also. At that day you will know that I am in my Father, and you in me, and I in you. He who has my commandments and keeps them, it is he who what? Who loves me. And basically what he's saying is, when we're talking about the commandment, we're saying, we're saying, God, I'm choosing what you want over what I want, and I'm, and I'm willing to give myself to your desires instead of maintaining my own desires. Amen? And he says here, he who has my commandments and keeps them, it is he who loves me. And he who loves me will be loved by my father, and I will love him and manifest myself to him. Judas, not Iscariot, said to him, Lord, how is it that you will manifest yourself to us and not to the world? Jesus answered and said to him, if anyone loves me, he will keep my word, and my father will love him. And we will come to him and make our home with him. He who does not, he who does not love me does not keep my words. And the world which you hear is not mine, but the Father's who sent me. And so we see here that at the bottom line is, you can see a person who really loves God by the way in which they are willing to give themselves over to the commands of God and give themselves over to the word of God. And, and, and it's so important that we realize this because I know a lot of people who come and say, well, I love God. I love God. Or my, my child loves God, or my mama loves God, or my daddy loves God. And the love of God is seen. It's not just heard. 
And this is what he's saying. You love me with all that you are. Be willing to give me everything that you are. And this is how people will know that you really love me. You've prioritized your love. You've said, God, I'm giving myself fully over to you first. I'm willing to be obedient to you. I'm willing to do away with all of my selfishness and be, live a lifestyle of selflessness. Here I am, God. My life belongs to you. For so many of us, when we, we bring people to Christ, we don't tell them about this. So later on, when Jesus starts demanding it, <laughs> because how many know he will demand it? At some point in time, he's going to ask you for everything. All that you are. And so we have to start letting people know up front that if you love God, if you're going to experience the love of God, realize that it's, it means that you're, you're going to be willing to give God all that you are. All that you are. And, and you're going to be willing to be obedient to the things that he's commanding you to do as an expression of the greatest command, which is to love God with all your heart, your mind, your soul, your strength. And it's not until I get this that I can truly, really, really love people. And I believe this is, this is it, God desiring us to love him. We don't realize it as much as we should that it, it's not hurting us as much as it's helping us. It's helping us to do what we, what we really long to do. And so Jesus says here to love God. And then he says this, and the second is like unto it, to love your neighbor as yourself. And so he puts it in perspective. He says, listen, you love me first. And then you love your neighbor as yourself. This is the priority. No one comes above me, but as you get a hold of your love for me, I am going to, through love and through the Spirit of God, I'm going to teach you how to properly relate to those that are around you. Instead of being abused by them, instead of being manipulated by them, I'm going to teach you how to love people with the right perspective. To love them the way that I love them. Okay? And this is what happens. Relationships become unhealthy because lines haven't been drawn and people have not learned to prioritize their affections and passions. And so this person comes over God and before long, instead of God ruling and reigning in a person's life, now this person that they fix their affection on, they begin to rule and reign in a person's life. And they rob God of his position. God teaches us to place him first. And once we do this, every other relationship is placed in its proper place. And in that, there's a sense of peace. There's a sense of rest. There's a sense of assurance. There's a sense of confidence. Knowing that God, you come first and you're teaching me how to relate to these people the way that they should be related to. You're teaching me how to relate to my job, on my job, to relate to my coworkers, to relate to my boss. You're teaching me how to relate to family members. You're teaching me how to relate to, to, um, to, to uh, you know, passions and pursuits I have outside of just physical relationships. You're teaching me how to place this building in its proper. This building is like, I, I love this building. I thank God for this building. But this, this, isn't, this isn't my priority. I thank God for my car. Got three of them. I love to roll. I thank God for my Harley. But you know what? It's not my priority. 
I thank God for the things we have. I, I praise God. But these things are, these are not going to, this, this cannot, for a lot of people, they lose, they lose the house, they flip out. And sometimes, I, I, just, I love God. God says, hey, listen, Abraham, I'm going to give you this gift. I'm going to give you this gift by the name of Isaac. Now, I gave you this gift, and now I want you to give it back to me as an expression of, of, of your love for me. Because in, in essence, what God was saying, he was trying to find out where his priorities were. And so he goes down to express. Now, he could have said, Lord, I love you, and I'm willing to obey. But no, he, he, he got there. He took the gift of God, and he, was, he showed a willingness as an expression of his love, expression of his faith. His faith works by love. And he goes down, and he gets ready to sacrifice, and God says, now I know. I know where your priorities lie. And I believe in every single one of our lives, God will, he will test us in some way to find out where our priority really lies. Is your priority in the business? When it starts crumbling, what do we do? Is our priority with, with, with our children, when they become rebellious, what do we do? God will always test us to see where our priority is. And for, for, for you and I, I, I want us to have this in our mind, that God, my love, my passion, my, my, my willingness to give myself to you is my priority. Nothing will stand in the way of this. Now, God, teach me how to properly relate to everything else around me. Go to John chapter 15. Let's look at this. Listen to what Jesus says. In verse, in verse 9. As the Father loved me, I also have loved you. Abide in my love. If you keep my commandments, you will abide in my love. Just as I have kept my Father's commandments and abide in his love. These things I have spoken to you. That my joy may remain in you. And that your joy may be full. He says, this is my commandment, that you love one another as I have loved you. That you love one another as I have loved you. Then he says, greater love has no one than this, than to lay down one's life for his friends. You are my friends if you do whatever I command you. No longer do I call you servants, for a servant does not know what his master is doing, but I have called you friends. For all things that I have heard from my Father, I have made known to you. You did not choose me, but I chose you and appointed you that you should go and bear fruit and that your fruit should remain, that whatever you ask in the Father of the Father in my name, he will give you. These things I command you. This is a command from God. He says, I command you that you love one another. And so God teaches us that, number one, I love God. I love him with all that I am. And then... Out of an overflow that he teaches me how to love people the way that they should be loved. And, and, and then he says this. Greater love have no one than this than a man lay down his life for his friends. To love people and to express my love for people by being willing to give my life to them. It's easy just to take some money and, you know, and, and send it somewhere and say, oh, I'll be blessed. You know? But it's another thing to get down with people and where people are at. To express our life for people, to express our love for people by being willing to give ourselves to people. 
give ourselves to people? How do we give ourselves to our spouses? How do we give ourselves to our children? How do we give ourselves to one another? How do we give ourselves? This is the expression of love that God is looking for. Not just lip service, but, but he says, greater love have no one than this than a person lay down his life. A person be willing to say, listen, I love God. He is my priority. But then God teaches me how to properly love people the way that they should be loved. And I'm going to express this love by being willing to give of myself because this is what love truly does. A lot of people are just lustful. Lust is always seeking to receive. What can I get out of this, re- this relationship? How can you satisfy me? You didn't make me feel good. You burnt my biscuits. You know, you're doing this and you're doing, you didn't take out the trash. You didn't, and, and we have a tendency to think, to, to, to mistake lust with love and love with lust. Because both involves an emotion. One has to do with giving The other has to do with receiving. I don't necessarily want to give myself to you. I just want what you have. This is what we have. This sometimes is what we have in a relationship with God. God, I don't want to give you anything. That I don't want to give you me. I just want you to bless me. Take away my depression. Take away my fears. Take away. God, do this for me. And God is saying, I want you to give me yourself. And then I want you to give yourself to others. Apostle Paul was willing to die for his faith because he was willing to give himself to God and he was willing to give himself to those nations who needed the message. He was shipwrecked. He was scourged. He was kicked out of cities. And he did all of this because he said the love of God compelled him. It compelled him. He said, I have to give myself to you. I can sit back and, and just, Apostle Paul was thrown into jail because he was willing to give his life for others are we willing to give ourselves as a true expression of our love for god and a love for his people christianity has become so in driven in in focus inward inward me my how can i i want this i want that and i want to in this church teach people to give themselves as a true expression of the love of God as they prioritize their love God you come first now teach me how to love others with a pure love go to 1st John chapter 3 this is the last scripture I'm going to give you some people say well you know what brother I don't have a problem loving God I just I don't like his children and so you I, I do not believe now people can beg to differ with me but I, I do not believe that you can truly be a, a Christian without being involved and I want to say this right I, I do not believe that a person can be a true Christian without actively and consistently being around God's children some people say I'm a Christian and they just stay at home all day watching you know Joyce Meyer and it sounds good But true Christians, number one, they love the fellowship of the saints. They understand that they have problems and everybody has problems in their life. And we're all growing into him. We're all growing. 
So there's a process, but they value getting around people because iron sharpens iron. And there are some things in my life that I will never see unless I get around other saints who can shine the light on me. Amen? It's not until I get around some holy people that love God and that really are walking with God and they can show me a little bit about me. It's easy to be by yourself. Because we have this little lawyer in, her, in us that tells us that we're okay and there's nothing wrong with us and we don't need anybody. All we need is God. But God says, I want you to prioritize. Have me as your priority. But then I want you to love people. I want you to love your neighbor as yourself. As you would yourself. And so God teaches us the value of being together because there are things that, that, that you may see in me that I don't even see in myself. There's, that's why I love my wife. My wife, she'll always show me when I got something wrong going on in my life. How many know wives are good for that? But I understand what it does. It's, it's necessary because Adam did not see himself until he looked into the eyes of Eve. And for us, this is what we want. It's not until we get around people they, that they can show us a little bit about ourselves. And this is what we want. Look at this here. In verse, in verse 14. We know that we have passed from death to life because we love the brethren. He who does not love his brother abides in death. He who does not love his brother I've prioritized my love. God, you come first. But now you're teaching me how to give myself and love the brethren. And I pass from death into life through my willingness to give of myself, not only just to God, but to God's people. He says here, whoever hates his brother is a murderer. And you know that no murderer has eternal life abiding in him. By this we know love. Because he, Jesus, laid down his life for us. And we also ought to do what? Lay down our lives for the brethren. He's talking about the love of God. The true, the pure expression of love. Giving myself to people. Giving myself. I love God. I prioritize my love for God. But now I want to show, express the love of God. To his people, and the way in which I do this is being willing to say, I'm going to give myself to you. I'm going to give myself to you. And this is why preaching, preaching, listen, preaching goes far beyond just coming up here and just speaking. Preaching should be an outpouring of life. True preaching should be, I'm giving, I'm, God has filled me with something and I want to pour myself out on you. As an expression of my love. I want to give my, I want to become vulnerable here. And stand before you and pour myself out. This is what true preaching should be about. It should be about an exchange or an impartation of one's life. I'm giving my life over. He says here, whoever hates his brother, verse 15 is a murderer and you know that no murderer has eternal life abiding in him but by this we know love because he laid down his life for us and we also ought to, ought to lay down our lives for the brethren are we laying our lives down for each other are we giving ourselves continually to each other are we giving ourselves fully over to God 
Or do we just come to church because it's, you know, it's the right thing to do and I want my conscience to be clean and I want people to, to understand that it, you know, it's, it, it's nice coming to church and I want to I embrace spirituality. Are we saying, God, I want to give you everything that I am. I'm prioritizing my love. My, my child doesn't come before you any longer. My husband, my wife, they do not come before you, God. You are my priority. My job does not come before you any longer, God. I'm giving you everything that I am. Are we willing to say, God, I'm going to give you everything that I am. And now, God, teach me how to give myself to your people. Because, God, we want to love you. We want to love you. And you're listening to Pastor Napoleon Kaufman here today on Times of Refreshing. Our desire is to see you grow in Christ through the daily ministry of God's Word. And as you take time to spend with us studying God's Word, we trust you are being encouraged in Christ. You can reach out to us by phone, 925-292-7800, 925-292-7800, or write to us, Times of Refreshing, 2333 Nissan Drive. Livermore, California. The zip code is 94551. You're also welcome to visit our website, thewellchurch.net. It's a great place to visit if you would like information regarding who we are, where we meet, what we're about. Past sermons are available online there, as well as our online store. And you can even get connected with us there. Again, thewellchurch.net. I would invite you to join us on either our church app, at our website, thewellchurch.net, or on our YouTube channel for our weekly message at 1030. Pastor Napoleon will share a message from the Lord just like he used to with his program, Hope of Glory. And remember to be faithful as well during this time of challenge with your giving. You can give online through our website, through the church app, or by mail to the church office. And we are praying and standing on his truths during this time and remembering that God is in control and we're praying for you. Thank you for joining us today. Until next time, God bless.